No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hi, my name is Tim Whedon. I'm the host of the Daddy Unscripted podcast. 
No, it's not just me talking with dads about being dads, and it's not just for dads, that's for sure. What it is is a varied spectrum of inspiring stories and emotional tales from a wide range of guests that come from the world of sports, of music, and even the guy that lives down the street from you. Not that guy, but the other guy. Yeah, that one. I can pretty much guarantee you're going to get something out of every episode. So come check out the Daddy Unscripted podcast. There you go, being cute again. Yep. See? Damn it. Nate. <laughs> can't, have, can't have you being cute, man. Aww. What's up, brother? <laughs> What's going on, NSR family? Where is that? Do you actually do look like you're in a cute area? Is yeah, that like a little, see? little Man, screened-in so patio? I, yeah, that's my back porch. I live out in the country. See? And uh, so that's my very green backyard you're seeing back there because it's 85 degrees here today, 80 degrees. Yes. So, yeah. Nate, uh, for all the folks out there listening, um, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell them who you are. You are now. I'm just going to say before he says anything that he is the grand poobah. Of the No Simple Road family, but please introduce oh, yourself. It's a big underscore red one on, on Instagram, but it's uh, Nate Beecham in real life. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Is there a real life anymore, Nate? Is there? Well, you know, it's funny. I was listening to y'all talk about uh, people still going to work, Mel and Ryder going to work every day. I've been going to work every day. I, took, I was at home for like eight days out of precaution in the beginning, but I've been going to work. So it's still not normal, but. I think my normal's better in some folks. Normal. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And being able to sit out in nature the way you're sitting yeah. right now, and yeah, it's it's nice. It, I mean, it's South Louisiana, so it's like here in like two weeks we're gonna hate life. Like <laughs> it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be like 90 degrees, easily 85 percent humidity. Uh, so oh no. Eight, you don't understand, guys. By like, let's say early June, we're dealing with ninety-five degree days and ninety percent humidity. It's, it's just early nasty June. down here. You don't well, want they, to come to South Louisiana. I was gonna say, imagine you May and August, and the patio is probably screened there because of the skeeters and everything. No, or... it's it should be, but it's not. It oh. needs to be because trust me, I call them, I call them the state bird. It's not a mosquito. <laughs> it's a bird down here. And, uh, but so it gets pretty, you know, there's a can of a uh, mosquito spray not too far from me over here. I got right. to keep them off. So, uh, there's not much you can do at some point. So, but so Nate, I, I was thinking about us talking today and, and I, I don't remember how we all connected. How, how did we all meet? Um, I was, uh, Bored in my deer stand one day, listening to No Simple Road because I'm a deer hunter, and uh, that's what I do when I sit in the deer stands. I listen to listening to music, and I start listening to y'all's podcast. And I just made the comment on Instagram when you're hanging out, like hunting, listening to No Simple Road. And I had a feeling when y'all looked at it, I might be like one of the only No Simple Road listeners that hunts in a deer stand and listens to No Simple Road. I was like, I thought that was so kick- dope. <laughs> yeah, I was like. Get a kick out of this, and y'all did, did. <laughs> and it yeah. started from there. Yeah, and then I, I, yeah. Then I came to the gorge last year when we went up to the gorge. Man, Bacon, real quick. Sorry. I got, I got to tell you something, dude. That that experience at the gorge last year was one of my favorite concert going experiences I've ever had. Um, it was really something else, and the, the gorge was, yeah, man, it was amazing. Everything mm. about the gorge was amazing. It was my wife's first show. You Everything know, I got my wife on the bus at the gorge, and 
it was my third show and I, and so it was just a lot of fun mm. and meeting you guys and having a big group of friends there that yeah. I grew up with that I reconnected with through the dead and company scene. It was magical. Aww. Everything about the gorge is magical. Yeah. Just that, like I could just bask in the afterglow of what you just said, remembering it and remembering meeting uh, you and Megan and just my sister loved you so much. Yeah. She still talks about you. Every time I mention a listener, she's like, oh, that one, that, you know, she's like, and I'm like, no, not him. And, but she just, she was like, he was such a gentleman. He was so kind. He was just, she loved him. She, she just loves you. So I was like, you know oh, that's what? Awesome. That right there, when, when family crosses over, that love of family and my sister's like, I love that guy. He reminds me of, of Apple and Aaron. Like, yep. <laughs> well, that was the funnest time ever. That was, we had a huge posse there to have everybody there yeah. at once mm -hmm. and, and a microdose with you. Still, like, honestly, I look back at that, that whole experience and laugh. I, I couldn't tell you how many times that it's like Mel said, you think back of the bliss of the whole weekend mm -hmm. and it was just like, Oh, it was just, it was amazing. You know, it, the whole thing was <laughs> the view, the music, the friends. It was interesting for me to, like I said, to have you guys there who I just met and wanted to spend time with and a totally another group of friends that I've, I've gone to since then, like, Oh wow. Six or seven shows together, wow. you know? And so we travel as a group real well together. And so it was just, I'm a heart was runneth over. I think I could yes. have yeah, more, yeah. yes. more, more people to be around than that whole gorge show. Dude. I, <laughs> that was the theme for that weekend. The family. cup runneth over, yeah. you know, just yeah, the yeah. abundance of love, of friends, of family, of bliss, of beautiful music. Little of, babies yeah, dancing. Babies. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the, whole the whole thing. The whole, the whole oh, nine. All of it. So we talked to um, to Buzz last week. Oh, uh, my buddy. Was it oh, last week? I think it was last yeah. week, yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, last week. And talk to him kind of a little bit about, like, how No Simple Road introduced you guys in a weird roundabout kind of way and how um, the No Simple Road family is a real thing. And it, it, it trips me out, dude, because we're here, like, this isn't a show to us. This is our, this is our life. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It's, it's not, it's just normal. And then this thing starts to come out of it where people are connecting and they're friends and, and family and they're going to shows together. And I don't know, man, I, like for me, seeing it happen is one of the most beautiful things that I could have ever imagined happening through the show. But for you on your end, how, how did that happen? That connection with you guys and like starting to go to shows together and all that. Oh, it was, it's so, it's so, it's such a unique situation of you introducing me to bus, you know, you, we, we hanging out at the gorge and you're like, there's this, you know, I grew up in Texas and it's, it's going to tie together in a second. And, you know, you need like, you've got to meet this guy, Buzz. you guys are so much alike and, it was real weird. You know, you give me Buzz's contact info and I shoot him a text message. And like 35 text messages later, we're best friends. <laughs> that, that took like a day and a half. Wow. And, you know, we talked and, and we were going to Boulder. We were meeting up for Boulder. So my first dead show was New Orleans in 2018. And my friend Eddie 
who got me into the dead. Me and my friend Eddie went and my friend Adam. But I had some friends from Dallas. I grew up in a little town in Dallas. When I say outside of Dallas, I say little. It's like 5,000 people growing up. So we all knew each other. And mm-hmm. so I had a friend, Dave, that I hadn't connected with since high school. We, grew, we lived down the street from each other. Facebook, one of the good things, you know, it does is connect people again. And he's coming to New Orleans. So fast forward, I meet this group of people that were in and around my age group, two of my new real well, that I hadn't seen in 20 years. And we met at a dead show in New Orleans. Let's have some fun. Great times. My first show was amazing. I went to Boulder that year. Gorge, come back to go to Boulder. So Buzz gets together. And Buzz knows Alex, Nola Dead, who happens to live right here in Baton Rouge. Right. And so I met them. I heard him on the show. And we went to a Grateful Shred show together last year before Jazz Fest. Then took in O'Teal and friends. So I met him through the show. And, you know, then I meet Buzz and we clicked. And it was so funny because he knew my whole group of DFW deadheads because they all go to shows to see a local band. (sighs) And so it was just like they're all there at the show in Boulder. So we're all hanging out before and Buzz knows all these people. I grew up with them. And do you think it's cosmically funny? I'm like, this is interesting. This is so funny. People I've known since I'm like seven years old. And then I've got a guy that I just met from my new friends from the gorge on the, on no simple road. It brought it all together and it was so interesting, but it worked so well because as Buzz said, me and Buzz and Alex, and there's another guy, Ben, that's Alex friends that I'm good, real good friends with. We all text, I mean, every other day, daily sometimes. It doesn't go three to four days without all of us on a group text saying something about something. Wow. And uh, we're family. And it's, you know, like a joke. What No Simple Road brings together, but no man can separate. It's been <laughs> very, it's been, and it is. It's such, and like, for me being who I am, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm easily a sociable guy, but never thought about this coming in from an Instagram comment. You know, when you think about how That's, it all starts. Oh, you made Mel cry. <laughs> oh, 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 come on now. Come on now. That's uh, fucking that's rad. The truth. That's, it's so fucking rad, man. And like you were talking about, you not knowing it. I'll talk to you after I went to Houston last year. I went and saw J-Rad at the House of Blues. And Buzz was there. Guess who I'll go with? Buzz. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> I drive down to Houston four hours from my house. Buzz drives in from Dallas. He makes the whole, da- he made the whole Texas run. I couldn't do it. I can only make Houston. We had a monster great time, and I'm wearing my No Simple Road Summer Tour shirt. Probably had five people go, hey, I listen to that podcast. And I was like, hey, I'm Nate from the Gorge. It just laughed. Enough said, right? said. dropping. I'm like, I'm dropping my 15 seconds of No Simple Road fame right here. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> but I wore the shirt. How appropriate. And I wore it on purpose. <laughs> you know, I wore it on purpose because, hey, yes. like, it's, I'm at, I'm at J-Rad. I yes. love you guys. Let's wear the show. Let's see if somebody recognizes the shirt. Sure enough, they did. I remember. That is, yeah. so, that is such a trip now. I mean, because our whole lot, you know, collecting concert shirts, and there's a connection, with, whether it's Black Sabbath or whatever it be, where there's a connection when you're wearing the same, yeah. to think that no simple, people are wearing No Simple Road shirts and connecting because Fuck of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a little test. I just wanted to see it. Well, you know, I wanted to see if people listen to it and love it as much as I do. And, being with that's part of the community of J-Rad and that whole jam scene, I was like, there's going to be some people listening to this. Sure enough, there we were. Oh, Dang. man. You know, it, so you, you said something I want to go back to it, man. You you said that that was your first show in 2018. Oh, 2018? 2018. All right, so I came on the bus okay, here totally we go. backwards. Okay, let's hear it. I want to hear the story. Yeah, so um, I came on the bus because of J-Rad. 
my good friend Eddie. I cannot mention my friend Eddie enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, can he we talk is, about Eddie? Yeah. How how do we know Eddie? All right. So Eddie is my musical like he's my musical shaman. You know, oh. he is. He 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 really is. And so I met Eddie because out, my Eddie. wife. Yeah, shout out Eddie. My wife and Eddie's wife play tennis, and so does Eddie. And I used to play tennis. There's a big tennis community in Baton Rouge. They were playing a charity tennis tournament. And I was coming back from my normal jazz fest run, and I'd been at Government Mule the night before, and I drove, being the good husband I was, to back to Baton Rouge to watch my wife play in a tennis Ooh. tournament after being at jazz fest for three days. Oh, it was a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but I met Eddie, and the first thing he says to me is, you are at the Mule last night? And I'm like, I like this guy. I have to explain who Government Mule is to everyone. Right. <laughs> you know, in my Especially circle. at a tennis so, tournament. <laughs> at the country club, Louisiana? Yeah, yeah trust me. <laughs> it was really, it was my, because I was not looking forward to it. And I, me and Eddie talked music for like two hours. And, you know, fast forward, oh gosh, a hundred shows later, you know, Holy this shit. guy, I mean, have been to so many shows. But wow. so we always make the Jazz Fest run of a couple days of Jazz Fest and we'll make some late night shows. And so my late night show that I only, the only one I ever used to go to, we won't talk about how much music I missed late night in New Orleans before I got into the dead. You guys will be really sad about that. Okay. So, yeah. So Eddie back in 2015, he's like, Hey, I want you to come see these guys in New Orleans. It's called J-Rad. I'm like, okay. Never questioned it. He goes, you want to know what it is? I'm like, sure. <laughs> he goes like, it's a Grateful Dead tribute band. And I'm like, hmm, Grateful Dead. Eh, okay. I made the mistake of getting on Spotify and like clicking the first Grateful Dead song, oh, which no. was Dark Star Studio, which is just, you know, never, you should never, your first Grateful Dead song you hear should never be Dark Star Studio. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll throw you off. Never, 101. Okay. You so off. But I had like a two weeks heads up. This wasn't like a six months in advance. This was like, hey, we're going to Government Mule on Friday. Let's go see J Rad on Saturday after Jazz Fest. Okay. Okay. So we go and, um, I put myself in what's called the wormhole. You guys can, you know, it's found on that since y'all hung out with me. Yeah. And I watched my first J-Rad show. And and when I was just as sunny, I was just listening to that show before you guys came on. And if you ever go back and listen, it's 5-2 of 15. And, um, I mean, there was a beautiful, I know you're rider and a terrapin. And I didn't know what was going on. No clue. <laughs> like, no clue. Like, I didn't recognize one song. But I just sat there and just kind of like, Wormed hold it just right. sat there on that front me and Eddie were on the front row of the balcony at the joy theater and we were just, and eddie knew what was going on and i remember the crowd losing their mind during terrapin i'm like what is this he's like oh this is a big one yeah it's kind of a big I've been deal. To like eight eight j-rad shows since then trying to get a terrapin not even sniffed one and i go back and look at the set list and it's incredible it's an incredible set list shakedown Estimated profit wheel. They get into a great, oh, you know, jack straw. It's it's no, it's a crazy good set list. So I went to that. Didn't know who the dead was. Fast, fast forward next year, I kind of started listening to Dead. Go to J Rad again. Great time. Right after that, Cornell came out when they put Cornell out on vinyl yeah. and released it. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie Eddie texts me one morning. Goes, I know you got Spotify. Go to Cornell seventy seven Dead and hit that morning do. So I did exactly that'll, what my buddy told me to do. Right there. Yeah, it did me in. Hit that two and a half morning. Hours later, I, I, I like it. And I've been in ever since, man. It is insane. No, that was it. That was it. When I hit Cornell, I was in. And then the following spring is when the dead came and I caught that dead show. 
And I was so excited to go back to Jets that that year to actually go to J-Rad and know what was going on. Oh, yeah. Now, now, now you're like, your eyes are open and you're paying attention. Yeah. And you're like, paying, come I on, know what's Terrapin. Going on. Yeah. yeah, I don't have to have, I don't have to have Eddie tell me every song, but he still catches it like three minutes before I do or whatever. Because he's, he's also a gifted musician in his spare time. So that's my buddy, Eddie. So, yeah, he all this is a joke. It's all Eddie's fault. Good. Wow. Thanks, Eddie. Good for Eddie. Eddie. Thank yeah. you. Shout yeah. out to yeah. Eddie. I think we, yeah. it's funny, man, because we all have an Eddie. <laughs> Everybody has an I've Eddie. I've heard that. Yeah. I, I hear y'all talk about it. Everybody's got my one. My Eddie's name is Josh. And <laughs> that we just have that. It's it's a strange thing that, like, I wonder if other music has that. I, I wouldn't know because I'm not part of those communities. But, like, there's always that person that's like, hey, man. You would really like going to a Grateful Dead show or a Dead and Company show, and then they drag in, and then all of a sudden, it's thirty years later, and you're on a podcast about the music that that guy told you about, and it's weird. That's a strange. Well, thing. It's, it's awesome to see that transformation because it happened with, uh, yeah, when you were when we were all there. Um, Simon Simon's buddies that came along to that show that w- that we were all at together yeah, that yeah. you were at. And Max, yeah. after the show, now he's got like long hair, comes over wearing de- dead, uh, like poncho and I re- stuff. And I, re- I remember Max. The dancer. The dancer. The second night he was walking out, we all walked out. I don't know if y'all remember at the end of the night, Mel and, and, and Apple and, you know, Aaron, we were all walking out. And I just remember his eyes. This kid was just all, all of a sudden this look had come over him like, He's like, I get it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, whole <laughs> world. Y'all open. all laughing and kind of looking at me like, hey, I do remember that. Sit, I remember that too. He goes, and he looked at he goes, he goes, when's the next one? Yep, that's how you yes. know. <laughs> that is how you know somebody is on the bus. They're like, and when's the next one? Or it's either oh, that. that or, it's yeah. either that or I'm buying a school bus. That's like there's yeah. no in between there. Yeah, I'm going the, the on most, tour. The beautiful thing of the gorge, honestly, guys, was watching my wife get on the bus Aww. right after the gorge. It was because music, it's always been our thing to do. And she has been to so many government meal shows with me. Soul Shine was our wedding song. So outside of Soul Shine, wow. she oh, just wow. went to like 10 wedding government meal shows just to go with her husband. And jokes, when, she, she, when I found Eddie, she quit going to so many shows with me. And uh, so I, it was so, you know, taking her to that, you know, was so awesome because we left the gorge to go on vacation to Oregon for like seven days. And we're driving out of there. We've got a nine-hour drive, and Megan, the first to get in the car, and we talked about everything for a little while, and I'm starting to fall asleep. And she's like, can you play Hard Night Train from last night? And I'm like, I love this woman. (laughs) (laughs) I sure can. Yes, I can. can. And and I don't know if y'all – and I know y'all don't remember this, but I was standing right behind y'all, and it's such a – Mel, don't cry. I'm going to tell you a good one. (laughs) Such such a beautiful moment. Remember, I know y'all told us when Ryder went found coffee. Oh, my the gorge, the oh coffee yeah, incident. he went to go get coffee. So I was freezing in a pair of shorts because I didn't, the next night, you know, we, I wore pants after the first night, barefooted, dark star hits. And I'm standing behind Aaron, and I was like, this is going to be my first dark star. And Megan had went to go find me coffee and because uh, she likes to roam around. And so she comes back like halfway through dark star and hands me some hot chocolate. And I'm like, I love this woman so much right now. And she's like, what is this? I'm like, you're not going to like it. It's real jammy. It's dark star. So she stands through it. And then they hit Scarlet Begonias, and she started dancing. She's like, "Ooh!" and started dancing. <laughs> Scarlet Ooh. is still her favorite song. Or we Aww. went to Atlanta last year, the great Scarlet Bookends show, where they started with Scarlet, yep. end with Scarlet. And at the end, my wife's like, 
we got a bookend. And I'm like, holy cow, look oh. what I've done to her. <laughs> she said bookend. Now. I love and you. So, <laughs> uh, so it's been, and so when you can share, which which is one of the biggest joys of your of your life, which is to me, honestly, one of the biggest things I enjoy is going to live music. And then I got into Dead and Dead and Company. It was like, oh, this is, these are my people. Mm-hmm. And like you, Aaron, if I'd have been 18 and somebody would have like in 1994, somebody have found a little kid from Texas and took him to a show, I might not have came back, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no one did. <laughs> right. Well, it, it's time when it's time, man. That That's the it beautiful time part. It sounds it's like time. it's perfect you, time. And you know what? It was a perfect time. You, you, uh, it's hard to believe that you recently got on the bus, first of all. Second, you do it right, man. You, you have class. The way that you <laughs> roll to a show and take care of business there and Aaron ha- was impressed and handle yourself <laughs> and like mm-hmm. you know how to take care of the people around you. You know how to um just do you the thing. You make everyone feel safe, feel, Nate. Yeah, Nate. That's that's what I'm trying to that, say. That when I was um, that's why my sister loved you so much because she's gets a little claustrophobic and so anytime she was around you she just felt like protected and like she was like let's stand behind me let's stand behind me (laughs) you know like people give me a wide can people give me a wide berth and crowd y'all figured that out (laughs) well i always roll with big guys you know what i mean like that's always my that's my go-to but no like you you have a way of like aaron was saying just you include everybody and take in in your good time and you take care of everybody in that good time while you're having a good time. And that's a really unique thing to be able to do that. A lot of maturity comes with that. And so I want to say thank you for that, too, because you made oh, my 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 personal family, the one that I created with my, you know, like comfortable. And you showed them a part of the No Simple Road family that they both really needed to see and they both loved. So thank you so much. Well, oh, thanks, Mel. For reals, yeah. And that is cool. Yeah. What she was just saying because it's been weird. Well, isn't it Sydney? A couple of, like we had somebody come stay. With, she's like, you're just like people that listen to your show. You've never met. You're inviting Sydney. them over Sydney. to your house yeah. to stay the night. You don't know who they are. They could, you know, they could be murderers. <laughs> or, and I mean, so far we've been well, we yeah. up pretty well, damn good well, with Sid's everybody we us. <laughs> she's pissed, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like looking out, like okay, that's kind of weird, but you know, the other thing I was. That's that whole theme of, and it's what the dead started. And like, I remember coming back from the Boulder the first year, my wife didn't go with me and I come back from Boulder and I'm like, I was like, I got to take her when it shows. The people are amazing. Like everybody is so just, you know, that I've been in contact with, which is so much fun. They're just there to have the best time at one of those shows. Yeah. And to meet and, people. You know, and, and, and meet people and the random conversations that I have had at dead shows are amazing. <laughs> and I was going to say, yeah, you're, yeah and, but it, it's so it was in, you know, I just, I like to have a good time. I want everybody <laughs> around me to have a good time. I don't want any drama. I'm yeah. anti drama at a show. You mm-hmm. take that within, within a, take that from the 50 foot radius away from me, mm-hmm. you know, please. Mm-hmm. And, but you go to those shows and you just have a good time. And it's about the people you're around. Yes. This gosh knows you're about to be best friends with a whole lot of people sitting oh, really yeah. close to you. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's gorgeous one thing. You can go hang out with your people. But, you know, first show, my first show in the Smoothie King Center, you know, I was like, these people around me are, well, 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 this is about to be fun. 
<laughs> Whether y'all want it to or not, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I want to say you—you you obviously know it already. You said it many times. You're blessed that Megan got on the bus with you because it's very, very mm-hmm. cool to watch Aaron and Melanie too. Because Aaron used to, Melanie always would go to any show and stuff. But at first, like first with the dad, she was like, "It's fun. I like going with you guys. It's fun." But I remember that the first time she was like called a song at a show. Oh yeah, Aaron was so proud. Aaron got like a foot taller. <laughs> was was yeah. like, "That's my girl." Yeah. She just called I know that moment, man. I know that Scarlet Begonias or something. She's like, yeah. and start yeah. to know those songs, and now she shit. She's driving the bus half the time. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's. I can say that's exactly what happened. And and we like to say Megan owned her. Uh, she made her tour bones in Hampton this year. She went to Hampton with me and my buddies, uh, Dave and oh shit, my buddy Matt and my buddy Brian and Dave and Brian are guys I grew up with. Y'all met them at the Gorge. Yeah, Y'all met the crazy I remember those the crazy dudes. Yes. <laughs> so that crazy crew, we descended upon Hampton for two nights with floor tickets, and uh, Megan was the only girl in the house. <laughs> Megan, and, Megan uh, can definitely keep she, up. She, mm-hmm. she can go. She can. She, there's no. Yeah, she drive that train. It's hilarious. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And and. and and my buddies, I think they're about, you know, they had, they were a little, after the gorge, the first night at the gorge, they're like, okay, it's Nate's wife. All right. Second night at the gorge. I'm like, all right, she's a lot of fun. Time to Hampton. They're like, no holds barred. Yeah. You got to worry about it. And man, she, she, it was, it's just a great time. It was a great time. She, she was there. She's one of the guys. She, and, you know, they loved having her yeah. around. It was so much fun. And, you know, this was this was going to be the holy weekend this weekend, guys. This is the second uh, weekend of Jasper. I wanted I to ask you. I wanted company. to ask you about that, Nate. Be- yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's 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 life. This show is about life, and that's mm-hmm. what's going on. Like, I know that that's a huge deal for you and a lot yeah. of people out there, man. A lot of people. And and I feel I feel yeah. I feel the broken hearts out there. And I, I'm just curious how you how you're doing about all of it and what your opinion is about it. Well, it's you know, I I mean you know. I am married to a therapist, so I get to talk about my feelings a lot, as I like to say. <laughs> and we, but we've, we've had some real, me and my wife have talked about this a lot because at the beginning it was you watch it all. And being that I was in New Orleans January for my birthday, two weekends, two weekends of Mardi Gras in February. I was in New Orleans the first weekend of March for my good friend Matt, who was supposed to get married before he got canceled, um, for his bachelor party. And, you know, and I come in by the end of March, I'm like, holy cow, why was I in New Orleans? Because it's one of the epicenters of all that's happening. And so, you know, I've been fine. My wife's been fine. Her job's tested us. But it's just watching everything slow down. And we've had Zoom meetings with our friends and we've Zoomed concerts. But just watching everybody slow down and then the concern of just being at home a lot, you know. And like I said earlier, I'm lucky I've been able to go to work every day and continue to make a living. And so is my wife. And. So we get to get out of the house. I spent nine days at home working from home. And Aaron, I don't know how you do it. At the end of nine days, I was about to lose my mind. You know, that big commute from the bedroom to the coffee table in the kitchen was not fun for me. Mm-hmm. I needed to be out of this house. But uh, it's gotten better. You know, things are different down here in Louisiana. Um, things are starting to, they're slowly starting to reopen a few things. So we'll see how that goes. But honestly, I just want to, I want to leave here. I want to go on vacation. I want to go. I want to come to the Pacific Northwest and see a mountain or a river. I'll self-isolate in a house in the woods somewhere. I just want to see some scenery besides my backyard. I right. want to see something else. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people probably feel the same way. And uh, But we're all cautious and we're all curious, really, to see what's see what's next. Yeah. And, and That's a good way to put it. Cautious and curious you, is perfect because you, you're right. 
we all want to hang out I and go, I want to fucking mm-hmm. go on vacation. We were, we, we were just, we had about a it. lot that we were going to do and I, I don't want to sound, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, um, ungrateful. Yeah. Ungrateful. Cause I really look, everyone's dealing with their situation with where they're at. You know, yeah. you can't put yourself in anyone else's shoes right now. Cause you've got your own shoes. So we had a whole lot planned. And I didn't realize that, you know, <laughs> vacations, they, and as opposed to just having fun, they relieve stress. They give you a change so of much. scenery. They you, you don't have to wake up in your same bed and it gives you just a little reset and you come home grateful for your house and you yeah. want to clean it. And, you know, you, you, you're so happy to be home and then you get something to look back at. Like, oh, gosh, that felt so good. Yeah, you like, have an experience. That jacuzzi was so dope, you know, and that, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, like yeah. that little bottle uh-huh. of wine that we got at that place like yeah it becomes this part of another like great memory and a part of yourself that you can share and right now it's just a little bit more challenging to feel those extra gratitude feelings because you're kind of (laughs) for me I'm kind of holding on to what I need to tell myself for the daily stuff you know what I mean yeah just that you gotta talk yourself through the day yeah dude you just you you said uh Aaron I don't know how you do it I I just found out today they extended our stay at home order until July 6th. Wow. Here in Oregon. Not happy. And I fucking lost my cool, man. I lost my shit. I get it. I, I, I shut him down this morning. When you read that, your face just went like ghostly. He was just like, I can't do this, Apple. I, I don't, dude. <laughs> I still haven't fully processed it. And again, I don't, I, on the heels of what Mel said, I don't want to sound ungrateful. I'm in a beautiful home. I'm still working. I've got plenty of food. I'm healthy. I'm with my family. I've surrounded by everything you could ever possibly want to do on the planet here in my house. I'm a very fortunate person. And I'm not belittling that. But on the flip side of that, our reality has been completely turned on its head. And those daily interactions with other people outside of our home i didn't realize that i needed those oh well yeah i didn't realize that dude i i just didn't didn't get it and i do now and um just the thought of the world not ever being the way that it was like being able to go to a restaurant and just sit down or go to a movie theater and have somebody you don't know sit next to you um, those are just two small examples, but the world is, is altered and I'm not sure I'm okay with the way that it's being altered. And that's I'm not okay with the way it's being got, altered. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah. I don't have a doubt about that, to be honest with you. I don't have a doubt about how I feel about the world being altered. I don't like it one bit. Um, but I'm a little bit of an optimist, to be honest with you. Well, I, let's uh, hear some optimism. I need it. The, the optimism to me is this man. And uh, when you were talking now, first say that when you were talking about, being in a grateful place, it's some hard, you know, it's like the grateful guilt. You're, you're doing like you just said, you're surrounded by everything you want. So it's, you want, don't want to, you know, whine about not being able to go to shows and not being going on vacation. But then Mel said, which the truth of that is, is those things are released to a lot of people. And those releases are what keeps us, our sanity is what it is. Yes. We're people, we want to be around people. We want to have shared joy and shared experiences. Mm-hmm. And, I'll be damned if a coronavirus is going to stop that in the end. Uh, you know, uh, you're going to put a little faith in science and a little faith in 
science, hopefully. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, faith in science and faith in science and hoping by the end of the year they've got something for us. So honestly, once we see everything about this, to be honest with you, when it's fully said and done and they can tell us who is greatly affected and why, and then there's a bigger solution there. You know, I know yeah. there's a lot of people who have been affected by this. But there's like 98% of us that haven't. And I'm not saying anything other than we all need to be cautious and curious and wait till it's done. Let them, let it all play out. You know, don't get caught up what's on the TV or what's on the news. Just turn it off, shut it out. And just be a little optimistic. You know, Did- it's, it's not the end of the world. We're still all alive. Some oh, yeah. of us may not be. That's kind of callous to say, but it's also the way it is sometimes. Well, it's, we we're talking right now. It. Yeah. yeah. That, and it, I just saw today um, Graham Lesh posted a mm-hmm. video on on Instagram of himself doing Days Between. And okay. in, in the video, it's like different hymns. You know, he's playing the bass, he's playing the guitar and whatever. And one of them, he's got a T-shirt on that just says, turn off the news. And, and I thought to myself, I sat out and I, it was right after I read that thing about the stay at home order and I was losing my shit and I put on that song and I was listening to the words and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is another instance of a Grateful Dead song becoming prophetic in a really ominous and really weird way. And the meaning of this song has changed to match the time completely. And at the at the end of the day what i got was there's no way that love can't win right now mm-hmm. it may we may go through it and there's going to be a storm and we're in the middle of the storm right now and the sea is crashing all around us and your boat's taken on water and you're like oh shit this fucking thing could sink but at the end of the day love wins and that was a really be a good human yeah, yeah. Be a good human, man. You know, and, and that's something I think I've always strived to be a good human. It's something that uh, I think it's always been there. But, you know, when you get around the dead and their lyrics and just what a lot of it means, it just means be a good human. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, what man. it is. It's, it's At the end a- of the day, that's peace, love, and all the hippie snippy stuff in between is just be a good human. <laughs> Just, just be a good human. Yeah. And Are you kind? If, if, we're, <laughs> yeah. if we're kind and we're stewards, and when we get, you know, as I like to say, when we get released again, if we're still good humans, it's going to work out. Yeah. It will. It, it just, it is. You know, it's. You know, I, if it was something where, I think if uh, this would have been as, been extremely bad, where it would have been a lot worse, we might have. I might have a little bit different outlook. It's been worse, but it's not the end of the world. Mm-mm. It's changing our world. It's not the end of it. At the end of the day, I'll take that rosy optimism all day. Yeah. Not the end of it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah, I'll take it. Change yeah. needs you know, to happen. I'll take it. We've already been knowing that, that change is needed to happen for quite some time. And who said we were going to like how it was going <laughs> to change? Nobody yeah. said, yeah. Yeah. said like shake fair. shit up. Oh, well, you know, like, I don't know. I just... That's I'm used mom. to dealing with cynicism. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, my natural thing is like, well, it's not going to, it's not that bad yet. Yeah. <laughs> we can yeah. have fun right now. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I can still go outside and breathe the air. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. That one. <laughs> so yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was, I was clear yeah. my throat uh, there, but I was going to say, that's just it. It's like, you know, you, you, when you said July with, when you, my mic, said that I've been 
with me and my friends, we've been like waiting to see what's the first thing we can all go to, you know, to be honest with mm-hmm. you, it's like, can, can we go to Spaceberry in, in Arkansas, you know, in July 4th weekend? Maybe, maybe not. You know, I was like Northwest Stream Summit. It hasn't been canceled. It might get around to, but if they don't, I'm going because I don't care if I have to socially distance six foot away from the next person in you know field. Uh, just let me let me get in the field. Yeah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've said that since let the get go. Let <laughs> me get in the fucking field. Let me like, and it's gonna. And I hate to, you know, I hate to say this too, but this is gonna turn. I think in a couple months into I don't care what they say about what we have to do. People are gonna just do what they need, want to do at some point. Yeah. And it's an, unfortunately, it's an, not unfortunately, it's an American spirit in all of us, yeah. <laughs> yep. you know, it, it, there's a sense of defiance and, and a lot of people, and it's not in one way or the other. They're just like, at some point people will be like, all right, you told me enough. Enough's enough. I get it. I get it. If enough's enough. And maybe enough's enough when we'll all figure out how to live with this again. Yeah. Well, that, we'll that's be hap- making that choice. That's how we're going to make that choice. With, with, yeah. with people just like, like we've quit care. I mean, we, are taking it as serious as you can. I mean, we feel like we've all already had it at one point, like the beginning of the year, yeah. but like going to the store, there's no way to stay six feet away from people at no. all times. It's just it's, not it's, possible. Yeah, and it's, it's getting more, especially like Fred, Fred Myers yesterday. That was very lax. Well, there. it's like, there's, it's like trying to do some weird grocery aisle hula dance rotation yeah, yeah it's like you know i feel like we're square dancing at the grocery store and and you know i told apple yesterday i was like you know what man there's no way we can not be six feet from everybody all the time like apple just said i was like if i need to go grab some bread i'm gonna go grab some fucking bread i'm sorry i like i have a mask yeah. on I, I don't know i that's and that's the stuff that's been getting under my skin and i know these guys too is like the the vibe when you go out of everybody eyeballing each other and you know, that look of distrust on everybody's face. And that's something that I'm not used to seeing. It's part of the reason that I wanted to move to Portland in the first place was because that wasn't like that here. When we first moved here, people were waving to us when we drive down the street and, and saying hi in our neighborhood. And and that was a completely different experience for me coming from where I came from. And so that sense of community and, and neighborhood and all that was something that I never had. And now that's tainted with this weird thing that's going on. And I think that's one of the things that's like kind of got under my skin through this whole thing. I've seen, I heard when y'all were one of the episodes recently, Mel was talking about being at work and, you know, that feeling you just talked about where people look at people that aren't wearing masks. It's totally different where I'm at. Where I'm really? At. It's true. Oh, it is. What's it like? Um, it, it's the polar opposite, honestly, what you guys are going through, to be very, very honest with you. Because, and it's weird because of with the epicenter that was New Orleans with all this, but the rest of the state, I live outside of Baton Rouge. So the greater Baton Rouge area has had its fair share. I can quote a stat for you, but it's nothing like any major places have had. And there's a, this, and it's a, there's a sense of, I, I'm, I'm a, I'll say it like this I'm a son of the South. I've grown up in the South, I've never lived anywhere else. And I'm not your typical Southerner. I'll no. say that real quick. Absolutely <laughs> I'm not. not your typical Southerner. But Southerners are very defiant as a group. They are. You, 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 this, there was why there was a civil war. Pick up a history defiant. book. Yeah. Texas still wants to all be these generations later, they're, they're defiant people. And there's only so much, they, like, really, honestly, outdoors, 
they opened up Grand Isle. I'm a big fisherman. It's, it's into the earth down here in Louisiana. It's a big giant fishing community where people own camps and the beaches were packed this weekend. The boats are in the water. It's a state of out people that spend a lot of time in the outdoors hunting and fishing. And you're just not going to tell them to sit in the house. They're not, they may not go to the grocery store, but you're not going to tell them to sit in the house. <laughs> yeah. And you know, they're not, and they did it for two months. The last two months has been everybody's sheltered in place and saw the grocery stores. People only going they wanted to, but in the last three weeks, no, it's going back. It's to- been, and, and you know, like you talk about, you know, you go to the grocery store here and, 15% of the people wearing masks, 85% so, yeah. of mark. It's the other way. It's and 75. It's the other 25. way around. Yeah. It's the yeah, other and way it's, around. And their attitudes are like, and it's not one of like, it's more one of like, I'm going to do what I want to do as safely as I can. I may not wear the mask, but you know, they're not, you know, it's crawfish season. Nobody's holding that crawfish bowls yet. That's going to come. So <laughs> it's like, we're going to do this. And if we get it, we'll deal with it. We'll just let yeah. us do what we need to do at this point. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a weird and, and that's a people's choice. And it's, and, and I know people don't want to affect other people, but like when it gets to that point where you're at, you'll see it change. You know, it may take longer, but here it's just, it's not like, it's not people protest and it's not nothing. It's people just living their lives and not, you know, making a big deal out of it. You know, it's just people starting to go about their life as they can. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then they'll see, they'll start to open up some of the, quietly they're opening up some of the businesses and just it needs to be and they're starting to do it right through there and we're on lockdown through may 15th and i don't think it's i think it's done may 15th new orleans might be a little bit different but the rest of the state because there's parts of the state north louisiana that's very unpopulated they've been on lockdown and they've had you know three three or four cases in a parish which is a county you know they've had such a small effect of this that they're really tired of being on lockdown out in the middle of farming community that's right. it's not affecting them like it's affecting the rest of us you can't have one rule that blankets everyone you know, you know oregon's a very rural state i've spent two years on vacation in that state mm-hmm. i've driven across that state rural is so rural oregon's so rural yeah. i'm imagining if people in very rural areas that haven't been affected by this are just kind of like will you stop <laughs> yeah, yeah. I live in the so, middle of nowhere. You're on my foot. You've been standing on exactly. my foot for two months. Yeah, yeah. Get off my. Yeah, get, give me my space. And yeah, that's man. that's that's happening down here. And it's you know, and that's they, really they nice to hear. The, uh, like, and it, it'll it'll start to move around. It'll start to move around the United States, and people just be like, we'll make our own choices with this. And, so hey, that's what that's what it's about sometimes. Yeah. So what's your if you had a magic wand and you could pick one. Oh boy. I'll bet he does have you a magic could, I think wand. You do. I'm sure he does. What you do could, you do with you your could, magic wand? Don't wait, no, don't, don't, please don't tell us what you do with your magic wand. Um, you could pick oh, one wow. band to see first, post-quarantine. Who's it going to be? What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking... I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Oh, wow. Dang. Oh, dang. See, because it's so... Only one. Only one. No opener. There is a right answer. Yeah. Well, maybe oh. there's an opener. No opener. <laughs> there's an opener. Maybe there, please let there be an opener. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I could have put anything, I could have picked redoing Jazz Fest this weekend. That's so many bands. But honestly, man, honestly, one band, I want to go see Dead and Company with all my family. Mm. I want to go see my friends. You know, 
there was this gas fest this Saturday was going to be dead and company. And I kid you not, there would have probably been 60 people in my squad. Dang. Wow. Rolling that, deep. That, we would have, the, the group that there was, there was two houses worth of people coming, Airbnbs ran out from Dallas plus friends they knew. All of us locally, Buzz, mm. Alex, all of us guys. My wife, I had some of my wife's friends going. I was everyone go to shows with us because they've been watching us go on tour and they're kind of interested to see what goes on. They're tired of hearing my stories. They want to see it in real life. And we would have had a huge crowd out there. And it just that we would have would have been this great experience that would have started for me on Wednesday. I'll tell you what it should have been. This is in, you know, okay, yeah, I'm gonna feel bad about it, whatever. Wednesday night would have been the radiators, which is the best kept secret in New Orleans. Okay. And they're they're just I see them every year on my birthday. They're fabulous. They've been around since the seventies. The scene is like the dead. The scene is love. The scene yeah, is you awesome. Had said that. Cool. It is. They're super cool. You know, Wednesday night there, we go to Thursday night. I had tickets for Strings and King, Billy Strings and Marcus King. Oh shit. And then I, yeah. And then I had this little late night Howlin Wolf thing going on with Eric Krasno. And then Thursday, we roll into Thursday, which was no, that's Thursday. Yeah, Friday. Friday was J Rad. With late night, Melvin Seals and the Jerry Garcia band, Dead and Company Saturday, roll out to J Rad Saturday night for the second night of J Rad, and then probably go home and crash because I never after that I can't do the second or third late night show. But that was that was Jazz Fest weekend Dang. starting Wednesday with five Holy or six friends. That's an all star cast. That's it, but that's guys. Honestly, that's every year at Jazz Fest. Carlos Santana said it best last year. I'll tell you about Jazz Fest. I was having my friend Brian and Dave at their first Jazz Fest, and we just got to watch some dumpster punk out at Jazz Fest. Carlos Santana rolls out, and the first thing he says, he walks out there and he goes, Welcome to the mothership of all Whoa. festivals. Whoa. What? It is the mothership. It is the mothership of all festivals for all the reasons that is New Orleans, and that is Jazz Fest. And I have seen a lot of shows and a lot of places and a lot of great venues. I haven't been to a lot of festivals. I will say I haven't been to a lot, but I've been to Jazz Fest 15 years in a row. Dang. Wow. Whoa. I, I joked the first six years I lived in the state and I didn't go to Jazz Fest is a total waste. Total waste of six years. Wow. So it's in every year, it's you pick days you want, it's two weekends. But the shows at night, they even have it. They even have it in. They call it the days between bands. When Krasno plays on Wednesday night, the second weekend at Tipitina's every year, it's the days between band. It's Krasno and all his friends. It's all the sit-ins. Like I'll put it to you like this: Years ago, I was at a government meal show without Eddie. Eddie couldn't go with me. I was by myself, <laughs> and I met a great group of guys that I'm still friends with now at that show that live in New Orleans. And so I'm by myself at a government meal show in the Sanger Theater. And they played for five hours, guys. They did a five-hour show. Shit. And Johnny Winter was there three days before he died. Greg Allman was there that night. All the local New Orleans guys. But so they busted into Sugary, which I didn't know what Sugary was because everybody lost their act mind at 1.30 in the morning when Bill Crutzman comes out and starts doing Sugary. I text Eddie. I'm like, Hey, dude, what's the sugary? Because everybody's losing their mind with some dude from the dead plane drums. <laughs> that really happened, y'all. Didn't know what you're seeing. Wow. Didn't know what, like, everybody is Eddie was probably like, the singer, And I'm like, this is a pretty good team, but I don't know one word in this thing. It was hilarious. That's Jazz Fest. See, it's I, like, who, do you, I just who walks this. in to play with who? Yeah, That's I, Jazz Fest. That's I always been know. Jazz Fest. Wow. Who's going to play with who? I had no, Anderson. like, no clue, dude. Like, 
10 no, years ago a, what Jazz Fest was. Like, I would see it well, like pop the up name. and be... The name yeah, would have thrown us off 10 years at Jazz Fest. Well, like, I like to listen well, to jazz once in a while, but... Bro, you're more than me. I don't, I don't... I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not a big jazz guy, but it's... When you go to Jazz Fest, it's two main stages. It's inside of a racetrack. We all know how big of a horse racing track is on the infield. It's huge. Right. So mm. it's spread out across this giant racetrack in the middle of New Orleans, and there's two big stages on each end where the main acts play, and then 15 other stages in between. And there's a blues tent where it's just blues all day, the gospel tent, and they smoke pot in the gospel tent. That's really a good reason why I like jazz. Yeah. <laughs> they smell something funny in the gospel tent. It's amazing. Hallelujah. The, exactly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right. So you got the gospel tent. You got the blues tent. And you, of course, you have your jazz tent. And there's the stages that play typically jazz. But you get all this plethora of music. And they bring in, I mean, if Fish has played there twice in the last 10 years. I haven't been to Fish on Jazz Fest. No one shamed me. Don't, I don't care. Okay. Whatever. I'll get around to it. I can be shamed later on my non-existence of fish shows, but yeah. whatever. And so, but you get everybody and, you know, I can't tell you the like legendary people that have played there and people that I discovered there that I'd never heard of. I used to go to jazz fest and I just like Google people on the way to New Orleans who was playing with times. I'm like, Oh, I've never heard of them. Let's listen to this song. Oh, I might check them out. That's jazz. Fest. Oh shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Son. like just watching some of my, you know, a couple of years ago, Tedeschi trucks played. And my wife and my cousin who always stay with, they run off to go see uh, Florida because my wife loves Florida. <laughs> Mel, you and her would be best. Y'all would be. We, jeans, <laughs> exactly. I, I have this vision of Mel coming to Jazz Fest and me losing, me and Aaron losing Mel and Megan somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. We, get them, we get them back like eight hours later because Megan's real good at that in New Orleans. Mel would have and a so, grill and a face tattoo. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so they run over there and I'm sitting here and I'm sitting at Tedeschi Trucks for. Two reasons. One, Gary Clark played before Tedeschi Trucks. But Billy Gibbons and Jimmy Vaughn was sitting in with Tedeschi Trucks. Oh, shit. For a kid that just cut his teeth on the blues, which was the Almer Brothers and Stevie Ray Vaughn in Texas, like Jimmy Vaughn, Billy Gibbons, okay. Yeah. I'm here. I'm my first my first jazz fest was ZZ Top. Come oh, on. dang. ZZ Top, ZZ Top <laughs> and then the Almer Brothers on Saturday. Oh, oh no! Uh-uh. Yeah, no. That was like my first jazz wow. was that. I was like, I'm in. So okay. you're, I feel you, man. I mean, all our shit got canceled too, right along with you, brother. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a everybody's did, and I'm gonna trip. feel bad about it. Y'all should feel bad about it. It's what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I okay. I'm. I do. I feel crappy about yeah. it. Yeah, Good job that, for expressing know. your feelings. There babe. it is. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad about that. You know I, what I, though? I'm gonna feel bad about something. That's what it is right yeah. now. Right, totally. I feel, I feel bad, I feel bad, about, bad about, about something babe. next week. <laughs> and I'm sad and disappointed you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm excited for when this is over and we can all hang out. <laughs> and we get uh, to go to a show again together and laugh about when coronavirus fucked up our summer. And I'm oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm going to hold on. It's going to gonna be a song. distant memory and we'll, and it'll be a distant memory one day and we'll all kind of giggle about Corona and be sad about Corona, but no, it was just another part of life. Yep. It is just another Nate, part and of life. And the music and everything, like we keep saying to you, it's going to be so strong because this, we're all just so sitting here charging up right now. Musicians are writing more music than ever They're You know, it's, it's going to be mighty powerful. I'm going to have to buy brand new dancing shoes for my first concert. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. I, I got to get a new pair. I, I need a new pair of dancing I shoes. Have to, I'm going to have to get diapers, I think. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, wow. I, I have to tell you, man, I want to say thank you for being who you are 
and being our brother and for being the grand poobah of the <laughs> No Simple Road family. I love that. Yes. That, that. There's no, literally nobody else that could have that title, nope, Nate. Nope. That's, that's I wear you. it. I wear it proudly, but I want to say thank you to you guys because none of this, the people, the experiences that come from No Simple Roads, none of the openness that this show has brought my mind. I'll say this, that this show has brought a lot of openness to my mind on how people think and how people can interact and how people can just be people. Aaron can just be Aaron and Mel can be Mel and Ryder can Ryder and Apple be Apple and they touch all of us in certain ways. It's sappy, but it is what it is. And so Not. enjoy it, man, and, and get out there and meet family at shows. And, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. If you ever, oh. you ever show in the South, you see a giant redheaded dude with no simple road shirt, <laughs> you better come say hi. That's me. Like, just, that, just me. You can't miss me. I'm six foot five. I stand out really yeah, easy. He does. Well, <laughs> that's oh. the other thing I was going to say. I, was, I haven't even said this to that. And one positive that may come out of this, too, is like right now, we're, there's really nothing to spend money on. We're going to, like, we're saving nothing. Up money in the bank so hopefully next year is the year we're going to get back east down south we're going to you know I'm we're going to jazz fest all we're the way to be able to no, gonna, i'm going to i'm going to tell you right now okay. i'm not going to give y'all a choice next year <laughs> okay. if any company sure. reschedules i'm just going to stick you in the airbnb with some of <laughs> me and my friends you know because Buzz will be there and Alex oh will be God. there. Yeah. And yes. I'll need to be there. Yep. And if there's enough of us, you can't say no. That's all yeah. I got to say about Fair it. Enough. We'll Fine. get around Absolutely. to it. You know, I'll pretend I'll to resist. But... Whatever it takes. Oh, yeah. We'll Whatever act cranky. Yeah. We'll be like, yeah. we'll be like, no. Fuck this. We'll, we'll pretend to be divas, but we'll love every second Mel's of it. Yeah, so yeah, annoyed yeah. with I, me this, next year. I, I was, be... yeah. <laughs> whatever it takes one of these years hey make sure but we'll, oh, pull, the, we'll what pull the grand poobah and make y'all come to jazz hell tonight. yeah oh nate we love you brother and we'll talk to you soon man love you guys too man you warm my heart today not, uh, nate. You, nate. thank you so much man give, give, megan, our give megan our love much love to me we'll talk All to right. you soon man talk to y'all soon you have a great night peace cutie peace <laughs> that is a special human being right there that is a super special person Okay, so last time um, we talked to Buzz and I was like floating and all like, oh, Buzz. And then we get off the phone and, oh, Nate, like, you had family, a great idea, babe, talking uh, to the family. Our family is so beautiful. Yeah. Such beautiful it's people. It's amazing that, 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 that is mm. No Simple Road has manifested these friendships that are going to last for life forever. It's crazy. They're all hooked. I can't, I can't wait till we, get to, till we get to go down there. You know what? <clears throat> I want to. I'm going to read you something. I, I normally do this on No Simple Road, but I'm going to do it on Heads Talking because we got uh, a really, really cool letter today. It's long, and if I can find it, I'll read it to you. Uh, <laughs> he's looking. He's looking. looking. But I I can't wait. I keep forgetting. Like last weekend when we were talking to Buzz, I got reminded that you guys haven't met him in person yet. He was here for that like one, two days, whatever. And to me, I mean, to meet all these guys and they've built a, a like a, this m total friendship and we're like part of that. And they get to go down there. Yeah, we got to go to Jazz Fest next year. Mm -hmm. Doesn't sound like I, we I, have I, a what, choice. That's the first thing I want to book. If it's going to be on, it's, it's oh, like, okay. I was just trying, I was going to say while we were talking to Nate, you're going to be annoyed next year because everything that comes up and be like, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. We got 14 festivals. Yeah, we got nine In June. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, it's only got 30 days. <laughs> this came through uh, the No Simple Road website through our contact form at nosimpleroad.com. That's even more special. And um, this is from Nikki. 
And the subject is my first trip. To the Chapliday crew, my name is Nikki, and I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I have a lot to say on this message, so bear with me. Oh, I love that already. I'm 27 years old from Connecticut and found your podcast through an email from the Shop Tour Bus Group. Huge shout out to their awesome original dead apparel. Since listening to your first episode, I've been hooked by your amazing stories that have created this beautiful family, found family, who clearly have made such an incredible impact on other listeners. I work as a nurse in the emergency department and often my stress levels are extremely high. While I love my job, I often feel my compassion drained. Listening to your podcast and all the love you guys share onto the world has made me want to be a better person, not only in my job, but in life. I've been listening to the Grateful Dead since I was 19 and musicians from that era for even longer than that. I've always been fascinated with the psychedelic community and love the culture of peace and understanding that comes with that immersion. Now, for the real reason I finally decided to write you guys, which I've wanted to do since first listening. I've always been interested in taking psychedelics, but have never tried them. And I know you are very open to people sending in their trip report. I've done quite a bit of research on them, including reading essays by Terrence McKenna and Michael Pollan's How to Change Your Mind. The allure of having my mind expanded and entering new parts of consciousness absolutely captivated me. I had a very bad experience with MDMA about a year ago, which oddly enough made me feel better about taking other psychedelics. Literally nothing could be worse than the experience that I had. I also give all of you credit. Listening to your stories of how they help change your world and many of your listeners in such a positive way has helped me gain confidence in having a good experience. Last Saturday was my birthday, and my boyfriend, who has taken psychedelics before and knew I was very interested, offered me LSD. I felt like the universe was saying it was my time. I'm a huge believer in Timothy Leary's proposal of set and setting with psychedelics, and I felt like I was at a point in my life where I not only was mentally clear with myself and my intentions, but also knew I was going to be with someone I love, experiencing something I've been waiting to do for a very long time, on my birthday, no less. How responsible and perfect. We took our sacrament, a phrase I adore that you guys use, and went on a hike to start my very first trip. Oh. My. God. What an incredible journey. My first trip was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Being surrounded by nature was a great way to ease into the 13-hour high I was about to experience. You got some good stuff. I I like to ease into the 13-hour. And the rest of the trip was unreal. I have never felt such a rush of overwhelming happiness and love for not only myself and my boyfriend, but for the beautiful world we live in. Especially with how my work has been going, an ER nurse in the middle of a pandemic, it's insane. This was such an awesome release from all the stress and negativity I see on a daily basis. And I have such a new appreciation for the people in my life and this amazing world that we live in. I wish I could find all the right words to put into a sentence to summarize how great it was. But words only diminish the tremendous energy I felt and am still feeling. Whew. Okay. I think that's about all I had to say, but... I just wanted to reach out to all of you and thank you for the amazing job you guys do on the podcast and the absolute groovy vibes you always send out. Those are groovy vibes. <laughs> like wiggly. Yeah, and they're all different colors. <laughs> pending, that, pending that we are allowed to be out and about in the community in the summer, I'm planning on going to the Levitate Music Festival in Massachusetts in July where Phil and friends will be playing along with other jam bands and reggae musicians. Check out their website. They have a killer lineup. 
I'd love to advertise for you all and try to spread the good word about all the wonderful things you guys are doing. If you send flyers for your podcast, I'd be more than happy to send them out and get them into get them to like-minded people who I know would love what you guys do. I thank you guys for putting your heart and soul into such a special thing to share with others. Rock on. Sending love, Nikki. Whoa. Totally felt that shit. Mm-hmm. I felt every... That's a good... <laughs> wiggly energy, swirly, beautiful <laughs> energy she sent. Wow. And so shout back out to us, Nikki, and Aww. we will get you <laughs> We'll get yeah. you flyers. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So wow. I thought that was a good bookend. Get it? It's part of it. Uh, for the okay. end of the episode because of what Nate represents to us and who he is and and that. And that stuff is happening out there. And, and you guys are amazing, man. You You never, ever cease to amaze us and make me feel so proud to be doing this i i just it's it's a lot it's it's the thing that's keeping me going right now it is the glue it's the glue for all of us this is therapy it's glue it's yeah so we're gonna leave it at that and um we'll be back next week with more and stay tuned on wednesday this week we have an interview with the one and only rjb from the helping friendly podcast the osiris media and all the other things that rj is doing working so hard to make this musical community a cohesive and vibrant thing and um, rj needs a superhero cape he does and i was gonna say a mask no but not a mask i didn't i I stopped myself he just needs maybe a a crown a cape and a crown (laughs) there we go we'll go with that also Thank you for that beautiful letter, Nikki. Yeah, Nikki. So yeah. much. That was we feel that was ya. like a Grammy blanket for my heart. Yep. Glad you had such a good experience too. Me too. That's how it always should and be. How sweet for her to on her birthday and feel like fuck yeah. I'm like doing this powerful shit. with her man and In the woods. he was probably excited. Like I get to trip with my girl, like and it was 13 hours. Oh, my God. What a day. <laughs> what a weekend. Hard day. All right. Ugh. We'll see you uh, next week what with more Heads Talking. Yeah. We'll see you on Wednesday with No Simple Road. Take care of each other. Be safe. Be positive. Love each other. We love you. And optimistic. Yeah, optimistics. Optimistics. <laughs> Make sure you have optimistics. Which is their optimistics. We'll no, see you soon. I love you guys. Love you all.
listeners. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.